So, Edward, I'd love to touch off before we close up on, you've mentioned a couple of times, the storytelling, the importance of the stories. I know you're focusing on that a fair bit too. Tell me what you are observing and finding is working on that front. Hope. If I can summarize it in one word, it's giving hope. I always tell the people I'm working with and all, all the stakeholders involved, we're being taught to believe that we have to adapt to the future and that the future is not going to be good. And I say that is completely wrong. We build the future we want. And if we want hope, if we want a better future, let's roll up our sleeves and start building it together, co-creating it together. And that gives hope. And that makes people want to be part of this. Uh, the possibility to co-create their own future instead of sitting and waiting for a bad future to come. It's just like when I studied and they told me neoliberal policy is unavoidable because capitalism is the only solution we have uh, to develop. And these were university professors trained, obviously, at the, in the North, giving class and, you know, making people follow like idiots without really questioning the systems. So by giving positive ideas, hope, the possibility of you building your own future, even in education, I am moving away from degrees. I don't believe the degrees hanging on the wall will be good for many of the professions that are needed in the future. Mm. Yeah, if you want to be a, a, a surgeon, you have to go through an official process. But I'm actually launching a um, life passport where students will be able to show their achievements, their networks, their contacts. I don't care if they finished high school or not. One of the projects that I'm moving forward really quickly now is buying degraded farms and putting 20, 30, 40 kids on the farm and teach them regeneration while they regenerate the farm. And then they can buy the farmers if they, if they manage to do the governance part, because this is not only agriculture, it's, it's remember the, the, the political side is the governance structures they have to set up to manage the farm, to tie to their communities, to add value in, in, in the chains to, to the markets and so on. They can establish a co-op and purchase the farm. And with that money, we can buy more farms and put new students on. The only thing I'm going to do in the selection process, and we're just finished setting it up, is an interview. And if there's attitude and there's willingness and they are willing to roll up their sleeves and learn while they regenerate their future, well, I think that's the best university I can offer them. And that will be registered in Passport. They'll have the opportunity to work to potentially own or, or run eventually, you were saying. How, how's that managed? Like who, who owns that land and how will that sort of work? So at the, at the beginning, I'll buy the land with the university. I see. With impact investors. And as soon as they get organized and there is funding for co-ops and there's funding from government for people to be able to purchase land, um, we can help them get to these uh, funds and purchase the land, establish a co-op. They have to be already having income. But uh, the idea is that they become owners of their big startup. Excellent. And this can have this can have ecotourism built in it, agro-tourism built in it. It can be conservation. It doesn't have to be only agriculture. Yeah. Uh, we can regenerate landscapes. I'm using a, a, a friend of mine developed painting uh, landscapes with trees. 
So native trees that flower in different times of the year. So it will be an attraction, a tourist attraction, and it increases biodiversity. You put food trees between these colorful trees to bring wildlife back, and they can develop ecotourism businesses. That's a lovely metaphor. Beautiful. So, Edward, what do you need now? Is there something that you want to even speak to listeners about? And maybe, maybe not even for you specifically, but maybe for you specifically. Or maybe what, are you, what would, message would you like to just leave with people for what, how they could go about responding to the current situation? I think, um, personally, I'd be extremely happy if people are willing to participate in their own countries and linked to this global regenerative movement. Um, we, need, we need impact. We need at least 3.5% of the population, according to statistics, to shift to a new paradigm. And we need to do it quickly. Uh, I'm truly convinced that planetary collapse is happening very quickly. So, one request, start thinking about regeneration and building your own future. And if we hold hands together across the planet, we'll be able to do it. Uh, one of the things I can offer as a university is the educational component. This certificate, we're, we're uh, going to do another group. We got 65 students from 40, close to 50 countries with 45 global experts on regeneration, the most famous names. This is a unique opportunity to, to train people on regeneration. And actually, that gives us the income that we need to do the regenerative work in Costa Rica. Uh, but we need we need to really strengthen cooperation and get into the thousands of people that are capable of leading regenerative processes. 